Hello, and welcome to the Genesis Church Podcast. We're so excited you decided to tune in. Now let's check out a replay of this past Sunday's experience and our new series titled Community City World. All right. Welcome to week three of Outreach Community City and World. If you'll give me a little bit of house light so people can read their Bibles, open up your Bibles today with me, and we're going to go into a bunch of different places. But if you want to go ahead and put your thumb in the book of John, we will be heading there first. Listen, today we're going to go to the ends of the earth. That's where we're headed to today, the last spot on our chart. Everybody got one of these when you walked in the door. We are in purple today. That's the column that we're in for world. And we're going to go to the ends of the earth for a reason, for people. Why do we do what we do at Genesis Church? Because we love God and we love people. We first know Christ and then we make him known, right? So our mission is ripped straight from the book of Matthew where Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with your whole heart, your whole soul, mind, and strength. And the second is equally as important, he says. And that's to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you follow our new outreach chart, we finally reach the end of the world, right? Sounds so huge, though, when we think about going after the world. But to reach the world, you, you make it simple. You have to reach one, okay? So if we keep this mentality that I'm going after one destination on earth to go after one person at a time, then it's not so overwhelming. So I'm going to try to make this make sense. We're going to go into all the world and simply love one and serve one. Everybody say, love one, love one. serve one. The mentality is that no matter who you are, what you look like, whatever you have or do not have, we're going to care for you. That's our heart. That's our heartbeat. And wherever we end up in the world, we will represent Genesis, but we're representing Jesus. And no matter who it is that we meet, we're going to love all and we're going to serve all no matter what. That means we're going to love and care for people of every kind of person, regardless of what they look like, where they come from, what their economic status is or social status is, how clean or how dirty they are, what they smell like, if they're living in a nice house or they're living in a house made out of trash from a trash heap because I have served them both. We're gonna care for you. We're gonna love anyone? Yeah, anyone. Because we love God and we love people. See, we've created this DNA at Genesis Church, man. To be like Jesus Christ means that you've got to go after others. You've got to go after people. This is the most mercy-saturated, caringest church that I've ever been a part of. And we're gonna be the ones that will go and we'll sit at a table with a bunch of sinners and chill for a day. We're gonna go be the ones that will go build a house in Haiti when earthquake has destroyed an entire nation or we're going to bring Christmas to a bunch of orphans in Costa Rica or in Thailand in the middle of the summer because we can. We're going to be people who will love, no matter where you're at. See, for like Jesus, we're called not to condemn. We're not here to call and, and point fingers at people. We are called to cradle the world, to rescue the world. In John 17, 18, the words of Jesus said this, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. 
write down in your card somewhere, write mission in the world, because there's a big difference between ministry and a mission. A ministry and a mission. See, a ministry is primarily going after and serving believers, right? So it's those first two columns, those, those pink salmon colored columns in your chart. And it says that, listen, we're gonna go and we're gonna care after people who know God and already love God. It's care ministry, it's visitation. But a mission is primarily to go after unbelievers. It's city and world. It's the green and the purple. So last week we tapped into city. We talked about how we are called to serve in the world that we know are, are greater than our everyday like little inner circle of friends, like the bigger picture of where we live. We're supposed to do that together because we are the church and we need one another. And so we are saying that, listen, you're on mission. You need a ministry in the church and you need a mission in the world. If you're gonna be a balanced believer, you have to have both. Can't come in on a Sunday morning and maybe serve coffee or go serving kids and then ignore the rest of the world Monday through Saturday. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It's a both and, right? So the church needs both on Sundays and in the week, but in every single outreach that we do, reaching the city, reaching the world, whether that's you know on our property or that's somewhere completely <laughs> in an isolated area that you have to take a plane to, right? If it is aimed at reaching the world, then we are on mission. And today I wanna focus in on our mission and teach that for the next few minutes as we wrap this series up because our mission is both customized and it is common. So there's a custom part that's unique to you, right? So whatever Richie is called to do in this earth, I can't do what Richie does. I can't do what Brian does, right? I can't do what Caleb does or Ms. Kim does. Like there's, there's something different that God has put on you to do in this world for a purpose and a plan that's uniquely you. But there's also a common part that we share with every single person with everybody else. In John 20, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. What are you sent to do? What's your mission? Paul tells us in Acts 20, 24, the most important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me, to tell people the good news of God's grace. That's your mission. Your mission is just to share the good news. See, once I know that, God loves me, that God made me, that my life is not an accident, that I am here on purpose, and he has a plan for my life, and then he sent Jesus to die for me so that I might be in relationship with him and live with him eternally, forever. Once I get that and it's ingrained in me, that God expects you to take that knowledge, that experience, and pass it on. I hope that you've understood, as we have taught this repeatedly throughout the series, that listen, Somebody needs you in this world. And we do this because somebody told you, right? And now you've got to go tell somebody else. We're here to pass it on. Jesus said, in other words, you're here to seek and save the lost. There's a word for this. It's called evangelism. Most people hate that word, right? Most Christians and non-Christians hate it because they misunderstand it. When I say evangelism, you think of some crazy evangelist person, guy on TV with big hair and a flashy suit saying, send me your money and I'll send you a miracle. That's not what I'm talking about. Not at all. Evangelism is Greek for the words good news. 
That's all it means, good news. Newsflash means good news, that's it. That Jesus came to save us and you are to pass on what you have heard and what you have owned as a believer. In Acts 1-8, Jesus is speaking again. He says, you will be my witnesses. And here we go, in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Look at that word witnesses. What's a witness? Anybody ever been in a courtroom? Hopefully you were not uh, on the stand, but like maybe you were a witness to something that bad that happened, right? Jesus did not say, you are my defense attorney. You do not have to defend God. He did not say you are my prosecuting attorney. He didn't say you have to go in and force people to love me. He says, I just want you to be my witness. What does a witness do? All they do is say, this is what I saw. This is what has happened to me. It's sharing with others what God has done in your life and changed you from the inside out. Do you know who the most expert witness in the room about your life is? You. Nobody could better be a witness than you for your own life because you are the own expert of who you are. You're the final authority of your life. And so what are we supposed to do? He says, listen, we're supposed to do this in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So here's where we have come up with community, city, and world. Where are they? They were in Jerusalem when Jesus said this. He's saying, start in your hometown, start in your community, start with the people where you are, the closest people to you, your family, your friends, all those people that you know that are in your circle, in your home, that's your community. And then he says, I want you to talk about me, not only in your house, in your relationships that you do every day with, but in Judea and Samaria. He says, go to the city next door, right? Go to Tally, go to Thomasville, go to Quincy, go to not Cairo, but Cairo, right? Georgia. You might have to learn a different language to go to that place. That language in Georgia is called country, right? (laughs) He's saying not only that, but I just want you to go to people who are different than you. They're near, but they are definitely different. Georgia is definitely different. It's a different whole place when you walk across that border, right? But listen, Jesus said this because the Samaritans, man, they were different. The Samaritans were different uh, culturally and racially. There was tension between them and the Jews, and Jesus said, go after them. He says, I want you to go get people that are near you, but they're on the outside of your normal walk of life. Go into the cities. And then he said, just in case I have left anybody out, go to the ends of the earth, which includes every single person that's breathing today. This is the world, which is where we find ourselves today. We have reached the end of the columns, man, the purple columns. I love this. Why did God say this? What is God's plan? It's to rescue the whole earth. The reason why you are alive right now is because God is building a family and he's building a family that he's gonna keep with him for all of eternity. And God wants members of his family from every single part of the world. He literally says, I hope and wish and pray and I want to see that none are lost. Zero lost. God wants family members from every nation. So he says, I want you to go. Go and tell them the good news, evangelize, that my purpose for their life is for good and not to harm them, and that I sent Jesus Christ for them. See, history is his story. The purpose of history 
one day is that God is going to gather all the believers together in heaven because of this mission. This is not mission impossible. This is mission inevitable. It's going to happen one day because it's been God's plan all along. Ephesians 3, this was God's plan for all of history when he carried out through Jesus Christ our Lord. So his plan from the beginning was this. And so there's gotta be this kind of urgency, I think, at least inside some of us, man, to go and share the good news with people to the ends of the earth. If we're not bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ, who's, who else is gonna tell them? So that you've got to, you gotta do this so everybody gets a chance, right? Everybody needs to be in God's family so that we can all live together for eternity. What's crazy is that you play a major role in history, in his story. Here's the amazing part. Jesus started this mission when he came to the earth, but then he's chosen us, you and me, to complete it. That's pretty amazing. It's a little intimidating sometimes. I think it freaks me out a little bit. Can we get a little more little house lights because I want people to be able to see these cards? Listen, he's chosen you. He's chosen you. I look at myself sometimes and I think I'm a nobody from nowhere and I have no idea why he would choose me to choose me to, to, to end up here and lead other people to know him. But I think God doesn't see us the way that we see ourselves. God loves making something out of nothing. And he put the fate of all of history in our hands. No pressure, right? He says, I want you to complete my mission. That's really a huge compliment when you think about it. There is no plan B. We're it. We're plan A, guys. Well, you're on the A team, all right? Go, Mr. T. Listen, go ahead right now and take a calming breath because some of your Apple watches just went off and it's like, breathe, 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 breathe because I just made your heart sore. I'm not saying all this to scare you, to intimidate you, but I'm telling this to thrill you because being on mission for God is our greatest privilege. But what's also amazing is that you get to be a history maker, a world changer. And how many people wanna shake this earth? Like, I wanna change the world, but I wanna change it with you as a team together. So how do we fulfill this great commission, this great mission? Here's the vision. Go into all the world. It starts with missions, and then it branches out further into disaster response and rescue. Let me give you a little bit of the plan that Reed and I have been working on with some of these teams in church. See, they both provide this opportunity to reach the lost in one act of love at a time. Not so big when you break it down and you keep it small. So what does getting involved with missions look like? So our first green column, sorry, purple column, is, is this threefold process. The first one is support missions. Man, use the Burma Beans Cafe for everything that it's worth. It's gonna fund things like Hope Florida here in our city, but it's gonna, every time you buy something, Every time that you purchase a specialty coffee, like it goes directly to international missions. It helps with people like Johnny Moore that we support in Burma and Myanmar and South Asia. But when you buy a cup of coffee or you buy a bagel or you buy like a plate of delicious casserole or today is banana nut bread, yum. It's all homemade. It's all awesome stuff. 
all of those things, you're funding church plants in places that we may never go that do not allow the gospel to be proclaimed. You're funding places like the orphanage and completely supporting them with what we do by just buying a treat. (laughs) We help build an orphanage and we're pulling kids off the street in Burma and giving them a Christian home in which they can live and grow up in. Burma Beans Cafe, it's, it's just supporting them and, and the profits, man, just goes to bless missions globally. But you can also, number two is fund missions. We wanna do, do more than buy a cup of coffee, right? So this year, I'm, I'm gonna give you opportunities. There are gonna be times where we're gonna take up specialty offerings to bless military pastors and missions. There's a military um, church, or you want to call it a a, a mission on every single um, base around the world through the church of God. And I know that uh, Ms. Rita talked about it last week about how there's pastors right now in Italy that can't afford heat or air. How easy would that be to put our money together? Can you imagine what miracles will happen in the room when everybody starts believing and investing? It's a heater, but to them, it's everything, right? So when you narrow it down and you're like, oh, I can help that person or the family that runs a church 13 miles from the border of North Korea and that group is so transient because they keep getting deployed and deployed and deployed and you've got these pastors trying to maintain a church with one weekend, 100 people, the next weekend, five. How hard is that? That would be so easy for us to support them financially. So we're gonna take on special mission projects for the military throughout the year. You'll see them pop up every now and then. But the third thing I want you to do is I want you to embrace missions. We want you to go. Everybody say go. Get out of your comfort zone, get out of your bubble and go with us. This year, Rita Mons, our director, has been working on a trip to Belize alongside of another Church of God church. So we're not doing this alone. We're going with people who've been, they get this. Belize is located, if you don't know, like right up underneath Mexico on the northeastern coast of Central America underneath Mexico and to the like east of Guatemala on the bank of the Caribbean Sea. So it's beautiful, but man, there's a lot of work to be done. So this is a chance for some of you to get to use some of your spiritual gifts, for some of you to use some of your natural gifts to build to work, maybe to clean. We're gonna lead a VBS and street outreach for some kids. We're gonna bring backpacks and fill them with school supplies for families when we go. And you're gonna get to go and build relationships and just share your story. And with Google Translate, you can talk to them through your phone. Like you don't even have to learn Spanish. So all you people from Georgia, where you're like, hola, Espanol, you don't gotta do that. Someone needs to hear the gospel. And what I think is beautiful is that when you pair sharing the gospel, sorry, everyone from Georgia, I know I'm picking on you today. But when you share the gospel paired with generosity, when you show kindness to people, they're more apt to to open up and listen to what you have to say. They're more apt to open up and tell you their story and where they're at in life and let you pray with them. You don't have to shove Jesus down their throat. You're just there to be a witness. Generosity is always tied to Christianity. See, there's no other group 
on planet Earth that, that cares or is as generous as Christians. See, no one, like when normal messes happen in the Earth, regular typical people are like, yeah, I'll text $10 to the number on the screen to the Red Cross. Christians say, let's, let's raise the funds immediately. Let's go sell what we have in order to go and get to where the place of heartbreak is at and let's go help those people. Let's go rescue those people in need. That's gonna open up a door to share Jesus by what, we, by what we do and by what we say. So that leads you to this last column on the chart that says, yes, this is the one that's gonna take the most level of commitment because it is a drop and go disaster response and rescue. This one's gonna be worked out, but we gotta answer the call. This mission will require flexible jobs, flexibility on the job front, being able to, to, to able just to go, maybe use your own resources and just go and do what you need to do. Rita's gonna most likely pair us up with CRI, which is the Crisis Response International Team. See, our job is not to reinvent the wheel. Our job is to partner with Christian organizations that actually really do good and know what they're doing and know how to respond. And we get to be a part of what's going on in the world. Hawaii's wildfires, that crisis is the perfect example of we could have gone, right? CRI is there. But also think about the hurricanes that just constantly just oof, keep heating up. The world needs us. And until Jesus Christ comes back and all the stuff is made right, the world is still going to need you. Maybe this mission is your heart. What we're doing is we're giving you the step. We're giving you this faith step to step out and say, okay, you're giving me the opportunity. I'm gonna answer the call. Now, all of this is gonna be broken down and more in our team interest meeting. New date, new time. It's September 7th now at 6.30 because the last one was... Uh, we didn't realize was all of Leon County open house. So nobody would be there but me and Rita. All right, so <laughs> September 7th, you're gonna hear the greater plan. You're gonna get breakouts by teams. You're gonna get to meet some of the team leaders that have already been put in place by, by Rita. And, and, and it's gonna be something where you can hear about how do I get just get involved? You know, my mom has been typing up all of these cards. So you're about to get a bunch of correspondence from us. Hang on, if you've already filled this out, you don't need to fill it out again and again and again and again because you'll just keep typing it. Uh, so <laughs> just give us a once and done. But we're gonna be contacting you midweek with some kind of correspondence with some details. So if you haven't filled out a card, this is your last chance for a while, okay? Maybe it's missions that grip your heart. Maybe it's disaster response. Maybe that sounds like your thing. I triple dog dare you just to fill out this card. Okay, drop that one. You got to pick it up. Listen, you've got the greatest message to tell. <laughs> it's simply Jesus loves you. He died for you. He just wants a relationship with you. When you speak those words and you lead with generosity, when you love with no strings attached, when you share the good news as a witness and nothing more, you change the world. One person at a time. That's how you go into all the world and reach people. You go to the point of need and you meet that need. And I love that because that's when you're the most like Jesus Christ. When you empty yourself and you take on the role of a servant. Matthew 20, 28, one of the best, best scriptures about Jesus and all of scripture. The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to lay his life down 
as a ransom for many. So you might be hearing this today and it might be shaking you a little bit because it's not often where someone says, hey, guess what? Wake up, it's time for you to pick up your cross. Guess what? It's time to answer the call on your life. But just remember the why behind the what. Why are we saying what we're saying? Colossians 3, 23 tells us, work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than people. The master you are serving is Christ Jesus. That's how you serve the Lord. It's by serving others. And when we serve God by serving others and you find yourself somewhere on this chart doing something, whether it's care or whether it's getting involved with Burma Beans or whether it's working with Hope Florida, like they're doing another thing today. Everything from care to just learning how to embrace your city to go into all the world, man, all these things. It's all done unto God. What do I mean? Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 25. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me and I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a, a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. You did it for me. Huh. So you were never more like Jesus than when you're serving. So as you begin to serve him in this capacity, I, I want you to begin to look and look more and more like Jesus because when you serve like this, you begin to look more and more like him in nature. And today, I want you to look at your life and just look like this is an opportunity being handed to you to go and become a world changer. Take a chance. Just take a chance on God being able to use your life when you open up your heart to a new experience or when you open up your hands to become fully generous or when you open up your mind to see that there's a different kind of mission you need to be living your life for. Then and only then will we live out the reason why we are still here on this earth and it is just to bring people to Jesus. Jesus said it comes down, man, to loving God and loving others. Now it comes to, down to you stepping out in faith and embracing this mission to really know Christ and to make him known as we care for our community and our city and our world. Will you join us? He's waiting. Let's pray. Lord, today... I pray, God, that you just stir up our heart, Lord, for what breaks yours. Lord, our world is a mess. It's broken on so many levels, Lord. So, Lord, today we just ask you to, to send us. Lord, let the season be one of just miracle after miracle, Lord. Lord, let Belize be blessed. Let this trip that we're planning, Lord, 
come to fruition and change the lives of our people. Lord, as we go in expecting to serve and give our lives away, Lord, I pray that you would bless them and open their eyes and let them experience, Lord, your power and your love and your mercy like they never have before in their entire life. Lord, as we respond to disasters in our world, where we go and we be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Lord, open up opportunities, Lord, just to share your message that we have good news. Lord, empower your people today to rise up and to be the church. Use the gifts, Lord, in their lives. Let them live those things out, Lord. Let us live on mission together. Let us know you and make you known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at the Genesis Church Podcast. Remember, you can join us every Sunday on all social media platforms. You can also join us in person at 4070 Mission Road right here in Tallahassee. Have a great day and remember, know Christ and make him known.